0: of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Hey, it's Mark here. It was Halloween yesterday, and I love pulling together tangents and ideas that don't seem connected. So I thought I'd have a crack at finding the connection between Halloween fear, you know, the slasher, don't open that door kind of scary, and brand thinking what I found was pretty surprising. I went on the air with Mark Brené and talked about it on the eve of Halloween. Uh, let's listen in. This is the interview already in progress.
1: 319 on your drive home. We're talking about the factor of fear when it comes to selling products, fear factor. My guest says selling fear is key to selling a product. Mark Stoiber is a brand consultant, entrepreneur, and a writer. His latest book is called Stop Busting Your Brand. Okay, we've talked about Aristotle. We've talked about Freud. Actually, we didn't talk no, about Freud. No, we didn't talk about Let's Freud. Let's
0: talk about Freud. Oh my, you don't want to talk about <laughs> Freud. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, it just grossed me right out. You know, we I mean, just for so folks who're just tuning in, we we covered that there is a different type of fear, Halloween fear, which is this don't go for the door. Do go for the door. Don't open the door. Do open the door. We talked about Aristotle, the balance between confidence on the one hand and, and paranoia or fear on the other. That's, that's what, you know, the state of human, the state of He humanity.
1: says Aristotle, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. is black and white. So it's either yes, wet or exactly. it's dry, it's cold or it's yes. hot. And he said either you're confident or you're fearful.
0: Yes, you're confident or you're fearful. And that is the balance you have to strike, right? And the way to overcome your fear is to act brave. He says that no anybody who is actually fearless is a little bit off kilter. But you have to pretend that you're brave to bring yourself into a state of balance. Now, this is also interesting because the feeling that you get when you walk out of a really good slasher movie, what is it?
1: thank goodness I survived. Relief. Yes. It's a
0: sense of, ah, it's purging. I did and it. There you are. You're back at the Aristotelian where you're brought back into balance because everything has been resolved. Now let's go. Uh, I was good. I brought you a whole bunch of examples on how brand thinking intersects with that Halloween fear. Don't go for the door, do go for the door. Right. And let's talk about the door because Sigmund Freud said that the state of fear is that what's behind that door is parental sexuality. He, Ooh, that's creepy. That is just <laughs> gross when I read that I was like, "Oh no." Uh,
1: you know. Do you think Freud was dropped on his head or something? I don't
0: know. I don't know what <laughs> I think about there. I think he had mommy
1: issues. You At think any
0: ra- Well, let's let's dive right into this. I brought you a whole bunch of examples. I mean, one of the areas where it intersects is sex right? So, uh, you know, Sigmund Freud starts with that. Monsters have been at that intersection of fear and sexuality ever since. Don't reach for the door because you know mommy and daddy are behind there. Open the door Ugh.
1: Right? <laughs> what are mommy and daddy doing? Think about doing? Dracula. Yes,
0: Dracula is a classic case. It's he's he's it's purely erotic. Dracula doesn't chase anybody, hunt them down like a zombie. Dracula attracts them, he lures them, and right when he has them under his control, he sinks his teeth into their neck, and the feeling when 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 he's got the women, you know, and he's about to sink his teeth into their neck, how are they feeling? They're feeling, I don't know if don't we can know. talk about that. Oh, they talk, well, watch watch a Jackie they're, they're, they're under his spell. They're under his spell, yes. and they're in a very heightened state that we can't really talk about on PG radio here. And he sinks his teeth in. It's a very sexual thing. Uh, now, sexual conquest is also core to brands. You look at somebody like Malcolm McLaren, founder of the Sex Pistols, Bow Wow Wow, he said sex is at the core of everything, especially brands. Everything that we do as humans is wired by sex, whether it is a toupee that we wear, whether it's a car that we drive, whether it's makeup or a pair of slim fitting jeans that we put on, everything is wired to sex. So when you look at that element of a fear movie, a slasher movie, who's always in a fear movie? Uh, usually attractive young ladies. Courtney Cox. Right. Right? She survives every Scream movie. There is no coincidence that the people who always seem to get into the most trouble are also the hottest. (laughs) Right? Who gets killed first in Jaws?
1: Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, well, Naked girls swimming. Right. On the beach, late at night. Naked
0: girls swimming. There is an extremely tight correlation between getting eaten by a shark and being naked and hot. I don't know.
1: Leave it, it to Sigmund Freud. I it's, don't know. That's a bit of a stretch. I think,
0: no. I think that I think that that whole idea the that shark spin, just wanted
1: to, a meal. That's all. Well, shark. I don't know. I don't know. And about. you know Peter Benchley did not like that he wrote that that book. No, nope, fair enough. Totally demonize nah, sharks. You're, you're ta- I know. I know. You're
0: taking me off track. All I'm saying is that there is an extremely of course strong psychological totally misunderstood weird correlation between opening the door, seeing mommy and daddy and a shark I know, but these sharks are demonized and now you're making them sex maniacs I'm not making the shark (laughs) a sex maniac I'm saying that in the human twisted psychology sexual attraction and sexual tension the thing that that fosters us at Halloween and the scary movies is also core to brand thinking Okay, Maybe that's why having brands in a slasher movie might not be a bad idea. Well, then
1: why don't they do it more? I
0: don't know, because they haven't listened to you and me talking about (laughs) this. Let's move on.
1: They haven't read that UBC study. Let's move
0: on. Let's move on. I want to talk about the fear of Satan. Satan is, I mean, he's the granddaddy of all the bad guys, right? Uh, he is also core to getting people to stay in line. The status quo and also the idea of rebellion. Remember, Satan, back in the bad old days, he was the, the right-hand man of, of God. Right. And he fell out of heaven fallen because... Fallen angel. He, he was a fallen angel. He fell out of heaven. Now, you've heard of fallen angels before when you describe people like Marlon Brando, James Dean... You know, very very attractive personalities—the sort of personalities that you could see in a Hugo Boss perfume so, ad. Yeah. You know. Sure. It's a, there's a very strong correlation between rebellion and marketing and Halloween-based fear, right? You see the bad guys. You see bad guys like Hannibal Lecter. Right? They were all moving in the right direction, and then they took a turn for the worse. There is no mistake there. There is Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. He's Lucifer. He looks like a straight-laced guy. He's a very powerful man. Everything we want him to be. But he's taken a turn for the worse. He's this rebel. That is very core to brand thinking. It's also very core to Halloween fear. Now, I want to take you in the opposite direction at the very, very beginning. We talked about the status quo, selling insurance. Right. Right? Now, I was raised as a little tiny kid listening to my parents read me stories about the Brothers Grimm. Hansel and Gretel, for example.
1: I don't know if you've read that story. Have you? I read a dirty version of it. It was called Hansel and Regretel, gretel <laughs> But that's another story.
0: Always, always with you. Yeah. Uh, Hansel and Gretel is one of the most terrifying stories if you read the original uh, Brothers
1: Grimm. Not a, of it. not a tale for kids.
0: It is Terrifying, because the the witch is truly, truly terrifying. It's all about capture. It's a lot like it's a lot like Silence of the Lambs. You know, it will put the lotion on. Uh, It is a lot like that. It's very, very scary compared to the sanitized TV versions. Now. What does that do for kids? It tells kids, it teaches them a life lesson. Do not deviate from the path. Do not go out in the dark woods. Do not do anything bad. Now, if you think about it, that's also core to brand thinking. The brand, the brand thinking is stay with the pack. Wear the jeans that people wear. Drink the drink that people drink. That is also core to brand thinking. So you think about that from a very early age with scary stories, we're being inculcated into this idea that we should not deviate from the path. Just another way that brand thinking correlates with this go for the door, don't go for the door. It's it's all twisted psychology, but I think it's interesting how those two things line up,
1: or don't. They do, Uh, and in your mind, you made that leap, That's, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind around that. Now
0: think about it, you, you know, cause this is what I'm trained to do, right? Whether, yeah. I'm, whether I'm just a deviant myself or <laughs> whether I'm just a creative, oftentimes those two things wrap pretty close. But you go, all right, so nobody's made that correlation before. Why not? Maybe just because they haven't. Maybe there is room in that slasher movie to put something. Stay close to the status quo. Invest with Prudential. Stay close to the status quo. Wear these jeans. Bad things won't happen to you. You know, it. it but
1: that's it, it, the opposite of James it, Dean. That's, that's the, the opposite. opposite.
0: Or be a little bit like Satan. Right. Don't we all want to be a little bit like Satan? Don't we all want to be bad boys? You know, to be like Marlon Brando. Wear Levi's blue jeans. It'll drive your parents nuts.
1: <laughs> you know, go
0: up against the Lord slash mom and dad. You know, that's it's, it's very, very core to our psychology. That whole thing that comes out in Halloween movies and... Advertising, Let's take but there's more. Let's, Let's
1: take a break. When we come back, where are you going to go?
0: I am going to take talk to you about the apocalypse, and I'm going to talk to you about empowering the powerless.
1: The apocalypse.
0: Yeah, oh, it gets
1: better. It's not now, but it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Mark Stoiber, uh, brand consultant, entrepreneur, writer. Latest book is called Stop Busting Your Brand. Hey, it's Mark here. I hope you're enjoying the show.
0: Uh, while we're in the break, Make sure to check out my book, Stop Busting Your Brand. You'll find it at StopBustingYourBrand.com. If you enjoy the book, let
1: me know. Now, back to the show. We're talking about fear and how companies use fear to sell their products. When you go to the theater to see a slasher film, you'll notice there are a few similarities in these films, but one of the constants is the senseless killing. Now, no matter what, Somebody is going to die, and often it's a good guy, someone who didn't see it coming. My guest's first book is called Didn't See It Coming. His latest is called Stop Busting Your Brand. Mark Stoiber is here. He's a brand consultant. Uh, Let's continue with this about these people who... Did you like that segue?
0: I love that. I love that. I love a good product, uh, a random... (laughs) You scared...
1: (laughs) You scared me into floor. doing something like that, that's what happened. <laughs> so let's get, it's true though, uh, it, It's it, it, sometimes you're cheering for somebody to get it, mm-hmm. to get the axe in the head, I hate saying that, but it's a film, so it's mm-hmm. make-believe. But sometimes, and quite often, it's someone who doesn't deserve it, and you go, well, what happened there? That's mm-hmm. not nice. Think about Rue in The Hunger Games.
0: The little, the little girl oh, yes. who is standing there, suddenly Katniss is talking to her, suddenly Rue, Gets the spear right in the chest. You're going, oh, what the? Why wads? her? Why? Why? Why the innocent? Yes. Frankenstein, first victim, little girl. Right? That's what set everybody off against Frankenstein. Now, I want to go back to 1755 to a favorite story of yours and mine. The Great (laughs) Lisbon Earthquake. Right up. I know everybody else is thinking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Uh, But they say that there was the the Lisbon Earthquake was significant because it marked the shift of thinking to the modern, or the postmodern, or no, the modern. But what it was uh, in Portugal. Portugal was one of the most staunch supporters of the Catholic Inquisition. Remember when they used to burn the witches and they they got them to recant their their evil? Uh, They were one of the most staunch supporters. They were also the most adversarial against science and progress in Portugal. So All Saints Day, November 1st, 1755, everybody in Lisbon is in church. A massive earthquake hits and a tsunami follows and it wipes out all the churches, burying everybody. What that triggered was a real questioning of conscience among people. The Jesuits who were, who were running the basic, the faith show in Portugal at the time, they said it was evidence that despite their best efforts, there were still a lot of sinners around. People on the outside, especially Protestants, were saying it's evidence that the Catholics have got it completely wrong, and so on and so forth. But what it made everybody think of is no matter how good you are, you can still snuff it with no sort of explanation. There is no God, or maybe it's a bad God. Now, a funny little twist to that story, also not lost in slasher movies. There's always a funny little twist. Guess who didn't get it during the Portugal Earthquake.
1: Uh, I'm going to say people who were in prison. The red light district. <laughs>
0: the red light <laughs> ah, district that went right? largely unharmed during the Great oh, Lisbon Earthquake. They're not evil now, people. Now, let me, talk about, sinners maybe, let me talk about demonizing the other, a topic that is increasingly popular because what happened after the Portugal earthquake, they demonized sinners or they demonized Catholics or they demonized somebody. That continues with us till today. You look at Hurricane Katrina. One of the big memes that came out was God was mad at people and their lifestyle in New Orleans. You look at 9-11. God was mad at the mammonism and and the rampant things. Like, they talked about homosexuality of all things. 9-11, homosexuality. But there were people making that connection. And people are looking for a sense of meaning in a meaningless world. Now, that is a vacuum that horror movies can move right into. And I mentioned before things like Frankenstein. Or you talk about Jaws. Or you talk about things like World War Z with Brad Pitt where the zombies, he's talking to somebody, boom, gone. There is no meaning. It's completely random. Or you can talk about real movies like uh, Saving Private Ryan where they talk about real events. That Crossing the Beach horrific horror movie, if you want to put it like that. People who are there one minute, young men in the prime of life, boom, gone. No meaning at all. Now, how does that line up with advertising? I bet you're dying to know. Pardon that expression, but Yeah, exactly. Insurance. Insurance. We are seeking in advertising to give people a sense of meaning in a world that lacks meaning. And through consumption, we are triggering that. So an insurance company, go with the company The Rock. Go with the rock. Built on the rock. You go with cars. You talk about the safety that's built into cars. The oldest car meme in the world is the dad driving the car with the little kid in the back, the windows shut, drowning out the noise and the senselessness from outside. The horror movie, guns, say no more, protect your family. I mean, there is a direct intersection between being a virtuous, good person and being saved from the apocalypse. Again, that tension comes out.
1: So that's one more meme. So how can marketers market this better?
0: They are doing a brilliant job. Yeah. It is so easy to prey upon our fears and talk about don't be caught in the senseless world. The world is not senseless if you just buy the right insurance or drive the right airbag car. Yeah, You know, let's move on. Let's move on. Empowering the powerless. Right. You talk about, uh, I want to talk to you about a very interesting character. I'm sure you've heard of the Marquis de Sade. Oh, yes. Right after the Lisbon earthquake, people were questioning what the meaning was. And, uh, you know, we talked about, oh no, wait, I want want to talk, uh, empowering the powerless. Sorry. Uh, I want to, nah, let's talk about, uh, I want to talk about Marquis de Sade. I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears here for a second. Okay. Uh, dehumanization. Sure show. I I just love talking about this. I'm going to talk about dehumanization. Now, one of the greatest scary characters was Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. You remember? He had the girls down in the pit and then he would kill them and take the skin off and wear the skin. Just horrific. Horrific. Now, What he did before he killed them and stripped them down, he dehumanized them. He always talked about them as its, and you remember the detective, she started to talk about them as women, as girls, and he went bananas when she did that. So, dehumanizing is a key factor in terror. And uh, this takes us back to the Marquis de Sade. Following things like the Lisbon earthquake, the folks like the Marquis de Sade said, you know what, the only thing left for us is complete hedonism. Just living for ourselves, sadism, you know, letting out our worst possible nature on other people. That's key to dehumanization. Now that also lines up with acquisition and consumption. If you think about it, what is a merchant bank that specializes in, say, hedge funds? Morgan Stanley, get rich at all costs. What is driving a fancy car? What is living in a gated community but saying, you know what, you get ahead, don't worry about the other folks. Remember that? That's what fueled the hyperconsumption in the 1980s was this idea that it's all about me. It's all about me. I'm number one. Looking out for number one. That sort of dehumanization, there's a real thick correlation between, you know, characters like Buffalo Bill and buying into a gated community where you say, I keep the monsters on the outside because they're not quite human. I dehumanize them.
1: Has anything changed since that time?
0: Nothing has changed.
1: Still the same? We're
0: still the same because in order to consume, we have to consume at the expense of other people. Now, if you look at it from a perspective... But am I am I, am I to, to get from this that
1: we, you're saying that we consume because we're, we're scared, we're afraid? No,
0: I think that we consume because we have to dehumanize other people. Uh, we, we consume oftentimes to excess and in order to consume to excess you have to put the the, the feelings of other people to, to a side saying those poor people in China who made this product shame about their luck but boy I sure do like these electronics you know so there's a there's a strong correlation between this this thing that makes horror work the dehumanization of other people right. and something that's very cu- crucial to brand thinking which is put yourself first dehumanize other people, even though we never would ever say in brand thinking, dehumanize but other subconsciously people. subconsciously, that's implied. what we're doing? It's implied.
1: Didn't yeah. know that we were all that mean.
0: We're not all that mean. We hide it really well by saying, buy these electronics. Oh, by the way, n- nobody will tell you that uh, they're made by little children in Bangladesh. Unfortunate, inconvenient truth, right? Right. But it's there. It's there. It's just below the surface. Okay, let's talk about empowering the powerless. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Empowering? I'm feeling
1: powerless today.
0: So, let's go back, let us go back to uh, Grimm's fairy tales. Right. You know, we talked a little bit about Grimm's fairy tales, very scary, but in it, I said that it's a symbol of aligning with the status quo. Kids don't go off the beaten path. It is, however, also a very, very strong story about kids... Wearing the big shoes. They throw the witch into the oven and burn her alive, right? Right. So there is a real strong streak in horror movies. Who's um, um, uh, Sigourney Weaver in uh, Aliens? Aliens. Right? It's, it's a lady, a strong lady, but still you go, she's surrounded by these big macho men, but it's the strong lady that blows that alien out of the sky, right? Right. So it's a a traditional role where the, the female is not as powerful as the male, but what makes the twist so good is that she's empowered in a horror scene. Now, that is also extremely core to fashion. That is extremely core to technology, where they say, you know what, you're kind of downtrodden. Look at apps like Bumble, for example, where they're saying, you know what, we're taking control of our lives. This is an app only for women. Where this they is, they just so people
1: purpose. know, this is this is a dating app yeah. for women
0: where women take control.
1: Yeah. exactly. Well, not for women. It's I mean, wow. It's aimed at women who have more power on the app. Bingo. To meet men or women.
0: Yes, back to uh, it isn't only women though. It's also people who are less attractive. Think of Crunch Gyms, a famous gym out of New York, very, very famous gym where they talk about no hassle, no judgment workouts. It's a a mantra now with gyms, you know? So this whole idea that people who are not as good looking, who feel like they're not always in power, for example, women, or children who want to grow into their big boy shoes, so they wear grown-up clothes, or... Things like gyms. It's brand thinking as well as something that's core to horror. Horror is all about empowering people like the weak little girl or the lady blowing away the alien or the children throwing the
1: witch. Didn't it didn't empower out. the woman who took a swim in California that night when mister Jaws decided to eat her. All right. But
0: it did empower the nerd. Uh, who solved the problem of how to kill the shark?
1: Right, Richard well, Dreyfus. Richard
0: Dreyfus. He was the nerd. He was the sharkologist. Although he 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 kind of didn't do much good either. Okay, I take that back. Doesn't always work. Hey, I'm hey, I'm I'm
1: spitballing here.
0: That's what creative people do. <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk about it. let's talk about another one. Let's do that when we come back. Because oh, I'm looking at the clock. Hold I want to talk about zombies.
1: Zombies. When yes. we come back, zombies. Because it is well, it is uh, it's Halloween, so we got to talk about zombies. So you know. There you go. Zombies carry chainsaws?
0: Nope. Zombies and brands.
1: Mark Stoiber is here, brand consultant, entrepreneur, writer. His latest book is called Stop Busting Your Brand.
0: Hey, it's Mark here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you haven't already, check out my website, www.markstoiber.com. And if you have an interesting or puzzling brand problem, I love a good conversation.
1: Drop me a line. Let's talk. Said two hours ago, dropped my car off, picked up my bike, came back to the radio station, saw a dinosaur in a, one of the. Um, it's a, what do you call it? A, a store. A, a store in James Bay. What do you call it? A, a small grocery store. What do you call uh, it?
0: Bodega,
1: corner a, store. Corner store. Thank you. Good grief! Is it already Friday? <laughs> Anyways, there was a dinosaur walking in. It was so cool, and I think that's one of the reasons we really like uh, Halloween is the uh-huh. creative aspect of it. And you say that's that's there's there's a correlation between that and the consumerism that we uh, the consumers that we are. Mm-hmm. And also, that you say that the zombies are a symbol of consumerism. Yes. So, if zombies are a symbol of consumerism, yes. are werewolves and dinosaurs also? No. Oh, okay. Let's uh, explain this. Duh. Mark Stoiber is here to set me straight. He's a brand consultant. He's an entrepreneur. His latest book is called Stop Busting Your Brand. Okay. Set me straight.
0: Okay. I, I, you know, up to this point, we've talked about psychological connections between that horror thing that we talked about, you know, go open the door, open the door, don't open the door, there's a monster there. We've talked about Aristotle, the sense of balance. We've talked about these weird emotional states that we're in where it's actually the correlation between Halloween-type fear, the slasher fear and buying stuff, there's a whole bunch of things like the apocalypse, making sense of it, sexual attraction, deviance, uh, dehumanization. There's a whole bunch of weird, funky stuff in our heads that is triggered by horror and triggered by brands. And now I just kind of want to bring it into a home stretch. I want to talk about the creativity of horror and the creativity of brands. Horror movies, Essentially a lot of them, 99% of them, the slasher ones, the teen ones, they're the same movie.
1: It is the same movie.
0: Over and over and over So how do they sell? Why do they sell? They sell because they put in bigger chainsaws, or they put in fish hooks in the guy's face, or they give him long fingernails, or they change the setting, but it's always the same co-ed, it's always the same nameless guy who gets snuffed first, it's always the girl who survives. They're always the same movie. But there's a boundless energy and creativity in horror movies that is fantastic, which I think makes them so attractive. Now let's switch gears to sugar water. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, the most boring product on the surface of it in the world. However, the advertising is absolutely terrific. You look at things like Apple. It's a collection of wires and stuff. But they make the most amazing advertising that taps into our emotions again. And again, and again. Everybody knows what a computer does, but the advertising keeps catching us. Running shoes, what are they? A little bit of foam and plastic stuck together so we can hang around on the sofa. But the advertising... <laughs> Some does,
1: of us go and exercise. Exactly.
0: But, yeah, yeah, I saw them yesterday. <laughs> Me too. Um, and, but it's one of those things that there is boundless creativity in the world of brands, which is captivating to us. It attracts us like that doorknob that we shouldn't be going close to. Same thing in horror movies. Now, final thing before we, before we leave. Uh, I know that we, we, uh, time is running out. We've had an hour to talk about this, which is just fantastic. I want to talk about zombies.
1: Who doesn't?
0: Uh, zombies <laughs> really, really came up in the world. Now, the funny thing is they go back to ancient Greece. Again, archaeologists unearthed graves in ancient Greece where they found huge stones stuck on top of skeletons so they probably wouldn't rise up from the dead. They go back to the Bible, you know, Jesus,
1: the original zombie. Right? Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. Back up the truck, there, come buddy. Come
0: on, the original zombie.
1: Here come the CRTC uh, complaints. Okay. Forget what what do you Jesus. Mean Jesus is a zombie. Of
0: course, Jesus was a zombie. What are you talking about? He died, about? and then he walked around, and then he rose up to the Lord. That's the uh, that's the story. But I okay, I have no part in this. Forget about Jesus. Let's talk about the book of Ezekiel. He describes a vision where Ezekiel is dropped in a boneyard, a graveyard, and he prophecies to the bones. The bones start to shake. They become covered with muscle and flesh until they're reanimated. Yet there was no breath in them, according to the Bible. There's the book of Isaiah. Dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust. For thy dew is the dew of herbs. The earth shall be cast out the dead.
1: You are scaring me.
0: Ooh, I know! And it gets better. There's old, there's new testaments. So you're saying oh, that
1: zombies go back to the Bible. Is they go back to the but Bible, that's Bible your, but they're th- super modern, But that, that's, your, that's your interpretation of what those yeah. psalms might say. Yes. So, I I think there's somebody out Uh, there right now listening, saying, oh, come on. You have
0: to believe me, because I'm a brand guy. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, let's... Don't believe believe everything you hear, folks. spend, Spend way too much time on that. Let's go fast forward. Zombies, also huge in Haitian and Caribbean culture, where they would give people a potion that would knock them out like a neurotoxin. When they came back, it would slur their speech, unfocus their eyes, make it hard for them to walk, knock their balance off. What does that look like? Zombies, me and a Friday, me
1: and fri- Friday night, night. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do. However,
0: shish. they also they came up in the in the big time in the 1968 Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, then Day of the Dead, done by a gentleman it's a named dead. something something Romero, George Romero, I believe. They've been described as a post-apocalyptic monster. However, what I love about zombies is that there's a correlation between zombies. And the rest of us. They're consumers. They're mindless consumers that just walk around ah, and follow each other. And now the point. And now you the buried
1: point. the lead. But I okay, so you're saying the lead. So, so consumers are zombies.
0: I think it's a good thing to think about. I think that's a wonderful thing if you're if you're looking at people in the shopping mall, you're going, My God, why are they all doing the same thing? They're all just mindless zombies. That's and with that. To that. With that, I think it's time to wish everybody a happy Halloween.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming in. It's always uh, always a pleasure. It's always horrifying when I'm here, isn't it? I'll be contacting you. About when the Bible? This, when, well, yeah, just to set you straight about the Bible, my friend. Exactly.
0: When the complaints come in, you just send them my way.
1: You got that right. And
0: better yet, have them write a postcard. <laughs> I'm sure to answer it. <laughs> M- so,
1: Mark Stoiber, thanks for coming in. Brand consultant, entrepreneur, writer. His latest book is called Stop Busting Your Zombie. No, Stop Busting Your brand.
0: profit because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber.